welcome to bloodbath a true crime podcast i'm ashley and i'm jamie and i'm katie <laughs> yeah, when it begins. <laughs> wait ash did you say true crime oh gruesome true crime so if i'm not really into like mommy issues and murder and all that kind of stuff i should probably the stop listening of mommy issues <laughs> i have mommy issues i mean you can give it a try <laughs> that's your blanket trigger warning for this episode be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. Woo! So in case y'all couldn't tell, we have a special guest with us today. Ashley and my friends, Katie. Oh my god, it's me. I'm it's here. you. You're here to tell us a story, and we're here to give you funny commentary and just listen. <laughs> and this is in celebratory of your wedding. This is my wedding present. Okay, wait. No, no, no. I'm working on a real one, okay? We're not, <laughs> okay. like, famous or anything. <laughs> I will hold you accountable for that. You so should. we're going to hand it over to Katie. Please right. take us away. So let me ask you guys something. What does Norman Bates... Leatherface and Buffalo Bill all have in common. Texas. Serial killers. They all are based on the same person. Ooh. So today's case, I will be covering none other than Edward Theodore Gein, also known as the Plainfield Ghoul, also known as the Butcher of Plainfield, and also known as the Godfather of Gore. Oh. Wow. That's a name right there. There's a lot of names. We need to stop giving them cool names. Godfather of Gore. That's fucking cool that's a high title right that's there. that's a band title right there right like that's a that's a metal band so it's bloodbath so oh. if we lost bloodbath we would have become that <laughs> all right so let's jump into this um edward was born on august 27th 1906 a virgo mm-hmm. in La Crosse county wisconsin his parents were george and augusta Gein. Now, I like to think of George and Augusta as the married couple from Monster House, except there was, like, zero love there. Wait, Monster House, like, the house that comes alive, the animated thing? Yes, where, okay. like, the house is the wife, and the <laughs> husband is like, kids, get off my fucking lawn. Yes. And all that shit. Okay. Anyways, Augusta was a T-H-I-double-C thick German woman <laughs> who, her body was literally built for farm life and nothing else. And like her, farm life and birthing? Literally. Okay. She was, that was her purpose in life. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, George, on the other hand, was like extremely submissive and was like kind of timid, except for the times when he was absolutely blasted, which was often. Oh no. This is giving me Courage of the Cowardly Dog vibes, but they're like swapped. Yes. yes. Like Muriel and, and him, like. And Houston. Yes. Houston is They have one other son named Henry George Gain. And after Henry was born, Augusta had hoped for a girl after Henry in order to make a carving copy of herself. That is a red flag right there. And I'm waving it right now. Narcissism. Exactly. <laughs> well, you do generally want your kids to be like you if you're not a shit person. Exactly. But I mean, also a narcissist doesn't know that they're a shit person necessarily. They just so... think they're the best person. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the parents owned a small grocery store for a short amount of time in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. Um, Augusta absolutely despised George. Like, he was an alcoholic. He couldn't keep a job. And he had, like, several jobs that he just could not keep. 
And, of course, this led to domestic violence. Oh, just of course. On both ends. Oh, of course. Not <laughs> just from George, but from Augusta. George was, I think George was the more, like, physical, and Augusta was the more, like, verbal. She had, she just spat venom. You're just a perfect trifecta. Love that. Duofecta? <laughs> Duofecta, I think. Perfect duo. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamic duo. I wanted fecta in it, okay? <laughs> Um, there has been a account of Augusta praying for her own husband's death as he was, as he was like beating the shit out of her. Oh, so like he'd be beating the shit out of her, and she'd be like, "Oh my god, please kill this man! <laughs> I can't take him anymore." It's so bad. So bad. But I mean, I get it. I'd, I'd pray for the same thing if I was getting beat. Beat on? Mm-hmm. Like, can somebody just like strike with lightning? lightning? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> a freak accident. <laughs> Uh, they didn't get a divorce because of her religion. She was, like, a, a devout Lutheran, like, her whole entire life. Um, and also because of her religion, alcohol and all women, of course, minus herself, because, mm-hmm. you know, she's perfect in every single way, our beloved narcissist. No one would ever be good enough for her boy. Nope. And any sexual desires were evil. Like, any whatsoever. Like, like cornflakes were invented so you'd stop masturbating kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Is this a weird church thing that I don't know? Yeah. Oh. Fun fact for you. Cornflakes we were invented so that people would stop masturbating. They thought it was so bland and boring that you wouldn't <laughs> want to be excited. You know, it's stupid. It's, it's so fucking stupid. Like, it's beyond stupid of, like, religious trauma in that person's head. The more you... Wow. So, because of this, um, Augusta had to move to Plainfield, Wisconsin. And, I mean, like, the name is there. Plainfield. Yeah. She was like, yes, sign me up, sign me up. (laughs) Time to go. Pack it up, pack it up. Right now. So they moved here to protect her boys from all the sin in society, which is, you know, that's great for child development. That's so great. New podcast name, Sin in Society. Fucking cool. (laughs) Unless it's already taken, then we respect that. (laughs) Then it's all you, boo. The only books that she would read her boys were the graphic verses of Old Testament Ugh. and the book of Revelation. It was Ugh. basically a scare tactic. So she picked She's and a cult leader. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, like, I'm all about, like, people having spirituality and, yeah. like, picking that, but, like, when you use that to, like, control other people... That's where I talk shit about you. That's where we draw the line. Like, you don't use that to scare people. That's you can just... believe in Sky Daddy for the good, but when you use them for the bad, I don't got respect for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when Ed was a boy in school, he was known to be gentle and shy, which, of course, if you're gentle and shy, makes you a complete target for bullying. Bullying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, teachers recalled weird mannerisms such as random bursts of laughter, as if he was laughing at his own jokes. I mean, same. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Peek those one-star reviews. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious, so... I'm autistic. <laughs> His mother forbade him from making any friends to protect him from the streams of the world and any outside influences. Like, he made one friend in high school. One friend. That's all you really need. And he told his mother about his friend. He came home. He was so excited. Mom, I made this friend. And she was like, no, fuck that friend. What? You ain't got no friends. Who's your friend? No. That's so mean. And she's not his friend. No. 
his mother. But, you you know, don't get to be friends with your kids till way later. Way <laughs> later. <laughs> Hi, mom. I love you. <laughs> We're best friends. <laughs> I didn't get that chance. <laughs> you Sorry. get to borrow our moms. <laughs> I do, though. <laughs> My mom has adopted you. So oh, you I know. <laughs> I got kissed. You're okay. On the cheek. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> to show us on the doll. As a mother. <laughs> show us on the doll. <laughs> weird real quick continue continue (laughs) so because of ed's codependency on his mother he would do absolutely anything to please her which is like hard to do for the world's most sour lemon Ooh, like nothing made her happy ever Um, one of ed's earliest childhood memory of his mother is of her grabbing him from the top of the stairs and just shaking him relentlessly for no reason stellar who knew what the fuck he did, but, you know, I guess it deserved a, sh- a good shaking. <laughs> shake the You're not supposed you. to shake the babies. <laughs> that's why Google was invented. No, wait, that's why the rule was invented and put up on a wall. Don't shake the baby. Don't shake the baby. Her. Yeah. No, don't shake the baby. Don't, don't shake the baby. <laughs> when Ed was just seven years old, Augusta sent him to the store to buy a loaf of bread, and he somehow lost the coins that she had given him. Of course, he came back slumping home, a blubbering just snotty crying mess and the only words that his mother had for him was you dreadful child only a mother could love you yikes that's like such a backhanded compliment super backhanded toxic now let's fast forward to his teenage years you know the big changes Yikes. Going through changes. Why do I have a boner? <laughs> what is this? Okay, so for What's most, this? it hurts. It hurts, but also, mom, and I where get... are the Wheaties? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm sick. <laughs> for most boys of teenage years, oh my god, no, that's not what I wrote. For most of the boys' teenage years, they spent it isolated on the farm doing work and upkeep upkeep as to keep them far away from the horror-ridden brothel of society yeah because idle hands are the devil's tools so you gotta keep them working so they won't be sinning (laughs) that's why uh that's why the amish exist exactly exactly work hard we're chill with the amish they're they're cool but they also don't do sex things ever ever they can't show ankles like they're that's right hides them you slut (laughs) boner But of course, as we all know, teenage boys are the horniest beings on the planet. Because science. 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 However, this did not stop Augusta from grabbing Ed's genitals after catching him masturbating in the bathtub. Bitch, what the fuck? Yep, and screaming at him for his dirty work. That's not how you go about that. touch your son's genitals. Unless there is a medical reason, and even then it's weird. Take him to a doctor. Go to a doctor. Yeah. Don't. Mm Mm-mm. No. We ain't about that. I'm already mad at this story. I want to leave. No, we're not, we're not so done. We got worse. like five more pages left to go. <laughs> like, come on. I hate it. Okay, so what's really important about like men specifically being able to sexually explore is that they're able to like just kind of see what they like, see what works for them. But when you like repress all those sexual urges, that's when they want to do the weird shit. Yeah. Like, any serial killer that we know of that does, like, weird sexual things to bodies and to women, they've all had repressive sexual urges. Most of them. Most of them. Not all, but, like, (laughs) a good amount. It's kind of the same sense of when you shelter your child. When you don't let them go out, like, do normal people things, they will rebel. Yeah. And then you don't have somebody that you can trust, so then you get in trouble. 
and then you possibly fall into the hands of a serial killer. Speaking of trust, though, it's a, that's what it is. It's a two-way street of trust. The yep. parents don't trust the kids to be responsible, so then the but kids... But if you raise them to be... Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you have a conversation, boom. Handled. Yep. Anyway. So, fast forward. Uh, within a span of five years, Ed lost all of his family members. Like, it was rapid fire. That's sad. Boom, boom, boom. Wait, his mom went? Of course. Not too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 1940, George's alcoholism finally caught up to him, and he died in 1940. And his brother, Henry, died in 1944 in a fire. And lastly, his mother, the woman he adored, died of a heart attack in 1955. She would be last, though. Mm-hmm. The worst always lasts forever. It's true. At Augusta's funeral, he was actually seen, like, being completely inconsolable and wailing at his funeral. Because that's his trauma. Yeah. It's, it's not even, like, trauma to him. It is literally he just lost the one person that he thoroughly believes only loves him. Uh-huh. And he thought that she was absolutely perfect, exactly. too. And, like, there could be no one else who could even compare. Mm-hmm. There is a theory that Ed was possibly the culprit behind his brother's death. Oh, shit. Oh. An accidental fire broke out that was started by Ed and George. Because, you know, like, when you have... I think when you work on a farm, you're supposed to, like, get rid of some of the brush. So, like, some people oh, yeah. kind of, like, they just light it on fire. It's called a control burn. That's exactly. totally normal. Yes. Um, Ed was in a panic, stating that he could not find George. And as soon as authorities arrived to the field where the fire had started, Ed was able to immediately show him to his body. Oh, it's like last week's case. Went straight up the stairs, straight to the body. Like, the fish. Like, mm-hmm. hey, um, here's the body that I could not find and I was in a panic about. But here it is. <laughs> It wasn't, it hasn't been proven that he actually killed his brother, but, like, that's real fucking weird. That is. You know? He um, did it. <laughs> right? Like, it's a little on the nose. Confirmed. Very <laughs> <laughs> <Not laughs> <But minor>. not. <laughs> There's a rumor that backs this up is that um, Henry was be- starting to become a little bit more rebellious, saying, like, man, like, why do you listen to mom? Mom's a shitty person. I want to leave. And how dare you talk about perfect Mommy Augusta dearest. how dare you so that he could has have motive. been mm-hmm. like a total reason to just <laughs> I'm here for it you talk shit about my mama I mean you're gonna get hit gonna I'm get just hit. kidding <laughs> it's true yeah. <laughs> the final blow of Augusta's death resulted in Ed's total isolation from the outside world the town only knew him as the weirdo that lived on the farm that kept to himself for most part Little did they know that he was hiding a gruesome secret that would shake the world then and shape some of Hollywood's most terrifying characters that we know now. Everything happens for a reason, right? Yes. <laughs> All for a reason. <laughs> the stars were aligned here in Plainfield, Wisconsin. I guess. <laughs> the years following his arrest, Ed took up multiple odd jobs to keep the farm going on his spare time. Oh, wait, no. The years following his arrest, Ed took up multiple odd jobs to keep the farm going, and on his spare time, read death cult ma- magazines and adventure stories, which is probably something that Augusta would never approve of. Like, no. even when he was reading it, he still did it in secret, as if she was, like, kind of watching him. She <laughs> was very Harry Potter bad. Yeah. Which, like, Harry Potter author bad, but Harry Potter not bad. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that Ed particularly became fascinated with was the way that dead bodies could be repurposed. To be more specific... Taking inspiration of one of Hitler's gruesome camp guards, Ilse Koch, aka the bitch of Butchenwald. God damn it. He inspired he was inspired by Hitler? Uh, a guy <clears throat> that worked for Hitler. Like a, a guard. 
But also, Still. the beginning of that could have been, like, good. We could have gotten a scientist that helped find diseases and something. But then he just had a light Hitler. But, you know, then that happened. Yeah. Then that happened. It could have went so well. It was not going well at all. <laughs> it it hasn't gone well for a while for him. All right. <laughs> so a little backstory on uh, the bitch of Wolchenwald. There was a wide speculation of Cox claiming the ta- it's. I'm sorry. It's C O C H. I don't want to say cock this whole time. Coach. Coach. It's it's cock. It's cock. You're saying cock. Cock. Sorry. C O C. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, he's. There was a speculation that he saved the tattoo skins of concentration camp victims and turned them into a lampshade. Which mm. is why my mom won't get tattoos. Because she's afraid Cause you Aggie's don't want to get come. turned into a lampshade. Right? She says she doesn't want to be a lampshade. But she's also told me that I would make a beautiful one. So she who's did. the real bad person right? here? <laughs> I don't tell people that. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Called out. Love you. But also Jeffrey Dahmer wouldn't eat people with tattoos, so it's like so. It's a, I feel like there's more Jeffrey Dahmers in the world than there is Ed Geins. The amount of interest in cannibalism is astonishing. Is what I'm saying. Stay so away like, from the internet, y'all. Get more tattoos. Tattoo it's, the entire body. Yeah. Just do it. Don't eat me. <laughs> Just don't eat me. Well, mm. no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, mm, not in that way. Kombucha girl. <laughs> oh, my God. So this interests every purposing the human. Are you okay over there? <laughs> Go, go, go. This interests every purposing of the human body, or more so what people do with the corpses after being laid to their resting place, turned into an obsession. On top of reading information of Cox, Gein... I can't do it. (laughs) Sorry. On top of reading information on Cox, Gein would also read up on stories of medical students grave robbing corpses, for science, of course, and kept a copy of Grey's Anatomy close at hand. But you know... Ed Gein might not be too different from you or I. You see, on the rare occasions that Ed would talk to townspeople, it was mostly about horrific murders and mutilations. He was a true crime lover. Or maybe Ashley's just a serial killer at or this point. Maybe! There's a review that says something about that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you're right. This is just the key way to get away with it when your search history looks like ours. I guess. FBI agents are watching you. Closely. I'm fucking kidding, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can hear it now. It's blasted all over YouTube. <laughs> oh We're not murderers. We're not. <laughs> We're not. Another one of Ed's very strange hobbies was frequently visiting graveyards. Only on full moons. I swear if he wasn't severely demented, we probably would have been friends. Yikes, Katie. <laughs> Oh, is that a yikes? Is that is that where we're going with this? You want to be friends with Ed Gein? Well, I he mean, likes true crime. As I said, if he wasn't severely demented, we probably would have been friends. He likes to go to graveyards on full moons. He likes to talk about dead people. Dead people. Like, if the Hitler thing wasn't there, and like, if the Hitler thing wasn't there, yeah. then of course. And also, he was bullied. He was a loner. That is like treasure to Katie to find and take into her giant arms. <laughs> Big weirdos come to me. Giant long wise, not not no. giant. <laughs> We're not fat phobic here, but like No, what if it's like giant like I bodybuild? Like Ooh. You she's like, like I got some muscles. She's like uh, I got some muscle. <laughs> I'm thinking Louisa from like Encanto. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you've definitely taken care of your fair share of domestic violence and I'm being a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> you almost did. <laughs> 
stiff-armed a small a man. Tiny man. <laughs> yeah. I will hold these bitches down. I don't give a fuck. For reference, Katie's like 5'11", so. Oh, my God. I'm giant and scary. <laughs> yeah, scary. But uh, don't yell at me or I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> that is your personality. <laughs> <laughs> so, eventually, he would upgrade from midnight conjuring to straight-up grave robbing. At now, least he's not killing yet. Right? No, I mean, the graves are still victims. No, absolutely. Because, like, you know, these family, they had family. And it's like, imagine, like, you're going to go visit your family member who and had died. And they're not there. Not that they're not there, but, like, they're fucking taken apart like a Jenga piece. It's called oh. laid to rest and rest in peace on purpose. Not pieces. I yeah. was just about to say that. <laughs> I'm in your brain. Always. <laughs> uh, Ed's first victim was Eleanor Adams whose grave coincidentally was not far from Augustus. Oh. The only thing he left behind from his plunder was a crowbar. Fingerprints? Huh? Fingerprints? Does fingerprints exist? No. Probably not. Well, they existed, but, like, the science of them. No, this is, like, the 40s and 50s. I know. They didn't know what to do. They probably were thinking about it. They were looking at their fingers, like, I mean, "Hmm." they probably took down fingerprints, but they did not have the technology. Oh, no. I know that part. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) if they even considered, maybe these will be useful one day. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. I said maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From then on, Ed spent his free time browsing the obituaries for middle-aged women, all of whom had similar features of his mother. I told you guys you were regret saying mama's boys were okay. Remember when you guys said that like two weeks ago? Yeah. I'm gonna make you eat your words. Nom, nom, nom. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we eating things today? (laughs) I guess that's just the theme. It's the theme. But I mean, okay, the story of Oedipus, that goes way back into greek roman times no the mommy help me <laughs> mother's boys have been around for forever forever they are a thing and sometimes it's okay but then there's a line as with every crime there's a line the family was fine <laughs> until, until they weren't <laughs> like once you cross that line of like i love my mom to like I i'm obsessed my with mom. my mother it's a little weird <clears throat> um so when he did do grave robbing he would eventually, like, get some guilt kind of, like, laid upon him, of course, because he grew up religious. Mm-hmm. That good old religious guilt. Daisy, we know about it. <laughs> religious we trauma syndrome. We know all about that. <laughs> I just have trauma. <laughs> um, he had one victim, Na- Mabel Everson. He returned her jaw, part of her swollen leg, and then he also left her wedding band on top of her grave because he felt bad taking So then that. the family knew Wait, when he would dig up the people's graves, would he, like, put the dirt back in? Yeah. So he, people wouldn't know? Uh, I, I mean, it would still be disturbed ground. Like, it would be... You can't make the dirt look like it was never dug up. He did say in an interview that he would leave the graves perfect as apple pie. That's oh. impossible, but okay. I love apple pie. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess, like, nobody really noticed but or, if like, somebody seemed doesn't, to care. Sorry. If somebody doesn't like apple pie, then I wouldn't be perfect. I mean, I guess. It's not my favorite, so... Either, actually. Hot apple pie with vanilla ice cream? Cherry pie with vanilla ice cream. You're wrong. Haha. Pumpkin pie. It's pretty okay, great. well, yeah, but that's seasonal. Seasonal. You can make okay. pumpkin pie any time of the year, man. <laughs> oh, Katie's a baker. <laughs> yes, you can get puree pumpkin any time of the year, and you can have pumpkin pie in July. That oh, rhymed. You've been given permission. <laughs> Very good. Good to know. Um, after a while, Ed would only go for parts that he needed and leave the rest inside of their grave. So, like, he would just go, be like, mm, I'm going to go shopping today. I kind of want a finger. I want, like, I want some lips. I want 
You just take parts and pieces. A true thrift shopper. But why? <laughs> For what purpose he would you need it? He was curious. I think you need to learn the difference between want and need, first of all. This ain't Build-A-Bitch. Also, it is. Bella Thorne, get up in this hoe. <laughs> this is uh, Bella, Bella Porch. Bella Porch. I was like, yes. what? <laughs> No, this you no, you can't build. No, what is he? What is he doing with the pieces? I'm confused. I'll Keep going, later. please. So eventually, this kind of went into ripping the heads after loosening them from their spinal cords, and then he would harvest skin afterwards because he only needed the skin. I'm gonna throw up. Wanted. Oh yeah. Um, if you're really squeamish, just grab your bark buckets. And you got the warning in the beginning. Yeah. So, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Um, he spared no expense when harvesting. He would even take more intimate parts of women's bodies, including nine vulvas, which were found in a drawer upon arrest. I blame mom. No, 100%. 100%. He was very curious about the, the female body, so and he was never allowed to even be near a woman or even nope. speak to another woman. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. But not in the sense that it actually makes sense it makes sense why he did it yeah not makes sense How but it also doesn't make sense of why he did, he did it, it. Yeah. yes exactly yes. but but even though he did harvest women parts it was never out of like a sexual like because he didn't really know what it was he just he was curious he said that the bodies like smelled too bad so that's why he would never have sex with them well, that's yeah. good, I guess. Dead bodies fucking stink. He got high standards, my friends. I was about to say, he's got, oh. he's got a little bit of standards. <laughs> Just a I little. hate this episode. <laughs> Ed would admit to a psychiatrist later that since he was a little boy, he had always wondered what it would be like to be a girl. A, a girl? A girl? A girl? <laughs> a girl? Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Gorgeous. Bad podcast. <laughs> a girl. This could mostly be from Agasta being absolutely devastated that Ed was born a boy and not a girl that she could mold to be her twin. Uh, Upon the many gruesome objects that were seized from his home, don't worry, I'm going to go into the full list later. Okay. A few of these items were parts of a woman's suit that were made from various pieces of harvested flesh. This includes Casual. leggings made out of legs. So that's a, there's a pun there. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. At that, that is not funny. And but I, I love not, it. It's not funny, but like every time they say leggings made from human legs, I'm like, so they are leggings. I'm never gonna look at leggings the same way. Oh no! Gloves and a vest that had breasts attached to it. This suit Ed strode around the house during only full moon. Oh, oh. there it is. Was that like his He's time of the month? <laughs> it must be because he wants to be a woman yeah he's like only every 28 days may i put on the woman suit it makes sense yeah think about it, it makes sense mm -hmm. make it make sense his final accessory to his flesh suit would be masks that were made from multiple faces oh which face am i going to put on today not just one face multiple faces so he took parts and pieces of multiple faces oh. and made it into like one face oh so he was like nip tuck before nip tuck was a thing like he's like I don't need Botox. I can just use those lips. <laughs> and Frankenstein before Frankenstein was a thing. Frankenstein, Frankenstein was, was first. <laughs> Never mind. Ashley didn't like history growing up. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, during arrest, a, a total count of 13 noses were found in his home. Like, in a box. Just a box of noses. Wait, let me check my box of noses. Yeah, what? I Fuck. Mean, wouldn't you like a box of noses? I would love a box of noses. <laughs> but Which one am I wearing today? Not... In that way. <laughs> not in that way. Just not in that way. You gotta know. Alright, so now we're gonna get into the murder. 
Okay. The murder oh, no. most foul. The murder most foul. No, but really. Although Ed was mainly a grave robber, he was held accountable for two murders. The smallest murder count being the smallest murder. Jesus Christ. He was had the smallest murder count among most famous serial killers. However, there is speculation that Ed, Ed may have been responsible for some other disappearances that happened in this area. Eight-year-old Georgia Weckler, no. who disappeared after being dropped off a half a mile away from her own home in Jefferson County to pick flowers, and 15-year-old Evelyn Hartley, who disappeared from a, from a home she was babysitting at, leaving only a trail of blood behind going away <gasps> from the house. I know that one. And they blamed the boyfriend. Like we came through the window, the basement window. There's a there's like a babysitter one where the girl was like absolutely brutally murdered, and then they blamed the boyfriend. Even though her it body wasn't was him. never found. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> I guess this happens a lot. Neither bodies were found. Ed's first confirmed murder, who unfortunately was not found until three years later, was a woman named Mary Hogan. Mary was a larger than life German woman who ran the local pub in Plainsville. Plainsville, not Plainsville. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Said to be someone who lived life to the fullest and was rumored to be a madam and had a foul mouth. Did like, she light up the room? Like, are you just going to say it? No, she did not light up the room, but, like, she was just, like, a foul mouth bar owner that everyone was like, man, like, don't fuck with Mary. She that, like her. She that bitch. I'll get it. I can see it. I'm I'd rather hear it. that on 2020 than she lit up the, the room. room. Yeah. But we also established last week that you can light up the room and still be an asshole sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite people. (laughs) But of course, to Ed, she was nothing more than a common whore and scum of society. Yikes. Okay, Ed. Despite all this, in Ed's mind, she shared a lot of physical similarities to his mother, Augusta, with a thick German accent to boot. It infuriated Ed that a woman who looked so much like his precious mother could be such a sinner. So later that night, when everyone had emptied the bar, he went up to Mary with his thirty-two revolver and shot her dead. The only thing that he had left behind was an empty cash register and a pool of Mary's blood. Because there was so little evidence left behind, police cut their losses and just wrote it off, wrote off Mary as another disappeared woman, as so many had already been missing from the from Plainfield over the last few years. You have one job. And they're just like, it's fine. <laughs> it's just women, so what yeah. do they care? And not just women, it's just, you know, the outspoken women that are going missing, so... Yeah. You weren't poised and perfect, so... You probably okay. deserved it. Fuck you, you yeah. fucking stupid. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> Many talk of Mary's disappearance spread from farmer to farmer. Some even knew that Ed was a frequent visitor of the bar. So, of course, they asked old Ed Gein if he had seen anything. No, I haven't seen anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it, he's, he says something even better. <laughs> oh. When asked, Ed showed a smug smile and replied, she's not missing. She's at the house right now. To which nobody by- batted an eye at. Nobody, what, no bitch. one questions that. What? Yeah. That is just the key part of, let's see if how much I can get away with this. And he didn't just say this one time. He said that joke every single time Mary was brought up. And so then it just became a thing. They're like, okay, uh, yeah, haha, we get it. Bad joke. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Fucking crazy. He's like, I admitted to it. So like, why are you mad? <laughs> American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I've got all these hookers in my apartment. They're dead. Look at that. Like, you. You're like Louie and the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Later in November 1957, Plainfield store owner Bernice Warden went into work for the day, even though business had been slow due to deer hunting season. 
Around 9.30 in the morning, a passerby noticed her truck pull out from behind the store building. When her son, Frank Warden, a deputy sheriff, showed up at the store, he was met with the harrowing image of the cash register open and cash registers open and empty and blood on the floor. Frank informed investigators of Ed Gein, who months before had been coming into Bernice's store, causing a ruckus and repeatedly asking her out, only to be rejected every single time. Ed's obsession to Bernice was, ex was extremely similar to Mary, the common denominator being her striking similarities to Augusta. But of course, in Ed's skewed brain, Bernice was a sinner, for she had been a side chick to a married man. This served as an injustice to Augusta, so Ed decided she must be eliminated. Around 8 a.m., Gein walked into the store to buy some antifreeze, and then he asked Bernice to see a shotgun that he had displayed on the wall behind her. Don't do it. Unbeknownst to her, Ed had some bullets in his pocket, and while she was turned around, Ed loaded his gun and shot her in the head. Oh my god, that is conniving to go into the store just knowing what you're about to do? Like, you bring the bullets. Premeditated. When Ed was recounting the story, he said that the bullets were in his pockets and he was just testing them out, and he accidentally... No. 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 Mm -mm. False. Also, this is just proof of the fine, very fine line between love and hate. Oh. He loved his mom to death, but yet these people who look like her mm -hmm. gotta go. But even if it was an accident, the amount of blood that was found on the floor was, like, way more than what a rifle could do. Oh. So the cops speculated that Ed had actually slit Bernice's throat, deer hunter style. That makes sense. That's dark. That's dark. After Ed had murdered and mutilated Bernice, he loaded her up into her truck, parked out back, and drove back to the Gein farm where the real unspeakable acts would begin, but not before leaving his receipt behind for Frank to sign later. What? Congratulations, you played yourself, motherfucker. What? Why would you... I mean, so it had to have been an accident. He was Why probably, would he want to get like, caught? I don't know. He was probably just too, like, frazzled and just, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm surprised they have receipts. <laughs> I, uh, what? Who, who does that? All right, we're about to get into the nitty-gritty right now. <laughs> Wait, this is the rest where... of this hasn't been nitty-gritty? Oh, no, the, the nitty-nitty-gritty-gritty. <laughs> this is where the laughter actually gets less. <laughs> yeah, this is where um, it kind of gets disgusted. So, Egg dragged Bernice's body into the summer kitchen, a cool, dark space in the house where the stench of a rotting body would not be overbearing. From there, he stripped Bernice naked, impaled her ankles with wooden rods, and hung her upside down and began to butcher her lifeless body as his mother did with pigs years before. Please grab your barf bucket for the next line. He began by removing her head and carved upward. He removed her vagina and parts of her anus. This cut extended from the crotch to the sternum, which allowed him to remove all of her innards. Afterwards, he cleaned up and sat down to have a meal of pork chops and macaroni at Bob's Hill House, a young boy who had, been, who had often been seen hanging around Ed. This dinner, however, was interrupted by Bob's brother-in-law running into the house and informing the family of the commotion happening at Warden's hardware store. Ed, not being able to control his impulses, was excited to see police be up in arms about a crime that he committed, oh. and he left the home to see the chaos he unfolded. He didn't get far, though. As he was waiting for the truck to warm up, he was approached by Officer Dan Chase and Deputy Pope Spees, where they, were quest where they questioned Ed on his whereabouts two days prior. Without police even asking about Bernice, he blurted out, 
Somebody framed me. Oh my god. What? <laughs> no, oh no. my god. What in the That kind of feels as lackluster as Albert Fish, which I just listened to a four part on Morbid where he got caught and it was just very like I'm not gonna give it away because I don't want to spoil it, but it's just very like what? That's how you got caught? Yeah, it's very uh it was very short. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the same. So while Ed was being taken into custody, police wasted no time searching Ed's home. And I'm sure they wish they never had to. Yeah. For starters, the Gein farm had no electricity, so imagine you're trying to search for a body in the dark with only flashlights. Ooh, and probably hot. It probably stinks so bad. Mm -hmm. And not probably. It stinks so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can only describe this, what the policemen experience as going through, like, a horror maze. Yeah. But just, like, dark and just hot with stench. Absolutely disgusting. You could probably feel how it smells. Like when you're walking through, the air is probably thick. It's humid. T H I double C. Like we stated in the beginning. Double C. So the only way that they were able to find Bernice's body is that an officer brushed up against her body that was hanging up on the ceiling. Oh my god. Okay, they don't even deserve. I want to be like, you know what? You didn't investigate this shit earlier, but. No, they don't deserve that. Mm -mm. They didn't deserve what happened next either. Oh, no. Bernice's freshly removed organs were found wrapped in newspaper like a piece of fresh butcher's meat, and the organs were still warm. Oh. Her heart was also found in a plastic bag next to the stove, which stewed rumors of Ed being a cannibal, which he wasn't. Oh. He was not a cannibal. He was just harvesting for whatever reason. Okay. Lastly, upon locating her head, it was constructed in a way where it was going to be displayed as a trophy, like a hunter displaying its catch. But wait, there's more. There it is. Aw, she listens. <laughs> so let's tell the folks what they've won this evening. Oh. A shoebox full of vulvas, and also Bernice's vagina. Skull caps, which he had used to eat baked beans out of. What? A nipple belt made of nipples from every grave he ever robbed. Wrist-length gloves made of human skin, multiple skulls on his bedpost, a pair of lips on a drawstring of his window shade, lampshade made out of the skin of a human face, waist basket made of human skin, seat covers made of human skin, and several other things that were not listed. Are these like in a museum or something? No. I don't want to see them. Don't, Don't get twisted. I don't want to see them. In person at all. I'm just asking, like, where did they go? They had pictures of the evidence, but it got destroyed. Because, okay. like, nobody wanted, no one wants no, to see that. Nobody should be seeing that. No one wants to fucking see that. <laughs> but it just sounds like something that would happen nowadays. You know what I mean? However, the most disturbing discovery in the Gein home is not what you think. Although the house was completely trashed, like, he was a hoarder. He makes sense. Hoarded everything. One room was kept in complete, pristine order. Oh, I know, but it's Who, his mom's. It is his mom's. <laughs> oh, good job. Yeah. I was like, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> his mother's room was kept in complete, pristine order. Think about it. Makes sense. Yeah. On November 21st, 1957, Ed was arraigned with one count of first-degree murder. Gene pled not guilty by reason of insanity. This is a rare case where I believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. We're, like, over here shaking our heads. Like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. he actually is. That's fucking crazy. A nipple belt, you're done. (laughs) This is mommy's fault. Like, let's be fucking real. Nurture over nature is a conversation to have per case. It's Mm -hmm. not just a solidified one or the other. Yeah, it's it's not. not. It's a gray area thing. Yeah, yeah. And this one, I mean, this case for sure. 
I mean, and we're not saying he's not guilty. No. Mur- murder is murder. Yes. But, like, he actually did not very well. <laughs> he, he knows right from wrong. He just doesn't know how to stop. Yes. Dean was diagnosed with schizophrenia by a panel of doctors and was found mentally incompetent and unable to go to trial. Look at me. Not surprised. Yeah. There was also um, a bunch of rumors going around that, like, you know, he wanted to be a girl and he always wanted to dress up like a girl. And these are all just, like, rumors that non like non what is it certain non-certified doctors would just say i mean at that time that wasn't that was so frowned upon it wasn't even a thing that people knew how to react like that was here go to this place and we'll electrocute your brain it was what seen was as a mental disorder to exactly. dress and drag so of course they would treat it like that and that puts on top of all of his mental illnesses mm-hmm. which is i feel sad for that that mm-hmm. is so sad. Mm-hmm. It's very depressing. He was then sent to Central State Hospital and was then transferred over to Mendota Mental. He was then transferred over to Mendota Mental Health Institute in 1974, where he stayed until he died of respiratory failure on July 26, 1984. While serving time at Central State Hospital, he happened to pass down everything he knew to a fellow inmate by the name of Purvis Smith. When Smith was released in 1979, he had an itching to test out what his buddy Gein had told him. Oh, no. By bludgeoning, mutilating, and skinning 86-year-old Helen Lowe's. Although his attempt at creating a human skin mask was unsuccessful, he still managed to gouge her eyes out. Gein was buried next to his mother, father, and brother. In 2000, Gein's tombstone was stolen, but was found a year later in Seattle's Washington. And they didn't put that headstone back on there. Because it would just get stolen again, let's be real. Yeah. Ed has inspired the movie monsters that we know and love today. He was the biggest inspiration behind Norman Bates, best known in Psycho, a book written by Robert Block, and to be later made into the infamous film directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I highly recommend listening to this podcast called Inside Psycho. Um, it's by Wondery, and they just go into the whole thing. They go into like the history, Ed Gein's story, the like the process behind filming the movie like alfred hitchcock almost lost everything he put his entire career on the line for this movie because nobody wanted to make it oh we get to watch it it's really interesting um and other films that he inspired included of course the texas chainsaw massacre he inspired leatherface um deranged confessions of a necrophile motel hell and he was the inspiration behind buffalo bill and silence of the lambs Although Ed Gein's unspeakable acts were once to shake, intrigue, and horrify the people of Plainville, it is safe to say that the best on-screen monsters are more than often inspired by the real ones. The end. No. <laughs> Thanks, I hated it. I liked it. You liked it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's such a short story. Like, his murders were not extremely brutal, like, or not brutal, mm. but like, his murders weren't it's not what a you lot. think of when you think of a serial killer. Yeah, right? it's not a vast like, amount of people. Not, I almost said Ed Gein. It's not Edmund Kemper. It's not Ted Bundy. It's mostly, he disturbed people's sleep. Yeah. So um, a lot That's of a my, <laughs> a lot of my credit um, goes to last podcast on the left, which is like my favorite podcast ever <laughs> if you guys are ever listening to this episode i fucking love you oh my god i'm not <laughs> listening so much you. <laughs> um i they have a really good in-depth three-part series about ed Gein on their podcast and then i also 
got a book from Ashley, <laughs> and you got me this book too, right? The last book on the left. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. From yeah, book. Ashley and Jamie gifted me last book on the left, and they have a really good um, insight on that as well. And then I also read. Did you hear what Eddie Gein done? That is a comic books book comic book yeah. book of Ed Gein's story. It's so cool. I also got my sources from Murderpedia, Wikipedia, and some from the Wondery podcast series that I had said as well. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Katie. Yay. I want to throw up a lot. Um, <laughs> this man's, like, yeah. <laughs> mm, a lot <laughs> of things gotta go. I could say, I shouldn't say, so... Just, we'll say it off mic. Just gross. Just <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Absolutely How not. are you not like throwing up at the no. ankle part? The ankles. Ashley I, she can't was already stand dead. Achilles heels being touched. Yeah, but she's already dead. If oh she was alive, I probably would have been if it like, was, like gagging. Human torture, right? Yeah, like that's I can't do torture. I haven't even seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's too tortury to me. Mm-mm. I can do scary. I can do ghosts. I can do demons. But when it comes to torture, you got me fucked up. I'm out. Mm. All right, I got one more thing. I have a creepy fact. Oh, you have a creepy fact? <laughs> Yay. I was like, I wonder if Jamie will let me do a creepy fact. Okay. <laughs> She's like, no, that's my thing. See see your way out. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I went to kindergarten. I learned how to share. <laughs> okay, so this Jeez. is actually my motherfucker. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> this is a wedding-themed creepy fact. Because Very on point. I just got married on Did Saturday. you? Did you just get married? Oh my god, is it your wedding it, week? It was my wedding week. <laughs> my fucking wedding week. So the origin of bridesmaids, um, there's there's two uh, cultural references in bridesmaids. You know it? I do. You bitch. Go. Okay. I don't. So um, bridesmaids were originally intended to ward off demons. That's my bitch right there. <laughs> Let's go. And then in China, um, because women had to travel so far to be married, they had bridesmaids bridesmaids travel with her and dress up similar to her, so that way, like, no one would know who to kidnap. What? Because they'd have a dowry with them. They'd have money. Yeah, lots of money and mm-hmm. things. Because that was your, like, your gift of yeah. being married was also getting a lot of money from So it's like, here, my best friends, put your life on the line for me. That's what they are. Your ride or die. Your rides or die. That's yeah, why it's established so important. Huh. That if one of us committed murder, we're not friends with each other anymore. I mean, I'd come visit you in jail. I was just about to say, we'll, we'll play cards in jail, but you're going <laughs> to give it up. Like, I'm not, but like. You're not covering it up. I'm not covering your murder. And I'm but not I'll, gonna... I'll still be your friend. Exactly. But like. If bridesmaid to give you to a man, men are so. First of all, Katie would fucking step on them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's true. It is true. But like, I'm not risking my life to give you over to a man. I'm just gonna kidnap you myself. There you go. That's Your fair. Mind. Goodbye. 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 Don't Bye-bye. know where she went. Sorry. But it's, I mean, old tradition. So now you're not. I like the first one. Yeah. But now we just have bridesmaids around just to have Fun. girl time. <laughs> but the the demon one, they dressed similarly so that the demon. That would if, be if someone tried to curse the wedding because of like a the oh, unrequited no, love, the friend. <laughs> the you know the demon would go after I that one, that. Or, whatever. or the ghost, or the or the curse, or whatever, it would go over that to that one because they look similar. I could I do that. I'm already the devil. <laughs> you both are. <laughs> Mom, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. <laughs> Good job, Katie. Thank that was you. awesome, and I hated so it so fucking much. Thanks I loved it. I think my stomach is literally upside down. Like, it's literally upside down. Time to go barf. I'm ready to go get sushi. That's for sure. (laughs) Do we have any good goods this week? Um, My good good was that I got to see all my fucking friends, and I got married. (laughs) There it is. There it is. It it was was nice. 
Micah good is how happy I am that my feet are absolutely killing me from going to Disneyland yesterday. Hell yeah. It was so great. Hell yeah. That's probably mine too. Yeah. Also, Katie looked fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. At all times. Her dress was so pretty, guys. should go check out her Instagram. And also check out our Instagram. Be sure to, you know, get keep in touch with us on there. Direct message, whatever. Send us your creepy stuff on um, bbtcpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Check, go to our Instagram, whatever. Go there. Keep up with us on all the socials. Do all the things and don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. That's for sure. That's our motto. <laughs> don't you know? Oh, but wait. There's, There's more. more. Bye, 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 bye,